Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Brother John, welcome aboard. How are you doing, my friend? Yes, uh, top of the day. Um, what time is it there? I'm plus 12 hours, so it is 11, 11 uh, p.m. Wednesday night here. When does it become 13 hours? Um, that will be uh, when when daylight savings time uh, kicks back in. Or Okay. I think some. When does that happen? November sometime. I want to say uh, this month, October. Yeah, which is um, which sucks for me because that means um, I go to bed even later than current. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I'm I like, looking at the uh, Agape Bible calendar, church calendar, and it says, um, yeah, um, the 29th of this month. So it's oh, the, October. It's Sunday, the 29th. Yes, sir. So what I do is, um, irregardless of what time it is here, I always synchronize the East Coast time. And then um, if people are not in EST, then, then of course, they can um, make the Adjust. adjustment. Correct. Yes, sir. And so um, in, um, in October or November, um, if you need a different time period, um, not a problem. We can work around your schedule. In fact, here's what I'm doing. Just today... I've opened up some new times. Um, I'm doing Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And then we're bringing back an evening program, uh, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Gotcha. And what I'm trying to do in the evening show is I'm, I want to bring on guests and then open up the Demon Hotline. So basically, open up lines for prayer. You know, people need deliverance, uh, any kind of prayer request. And um, that's the first time, really, we've had uh, open lines in a very long time. I mean, long time. But I just had to figure out a way to do it. And uh, so I um, I finish here, I go to bed, then I wake up, and it's uh, time to do another program. So it's all good. It'll make me go to bed here rather than stay up all night. <laughs> Which uh, can happen when, when I'm doing these night shifts. So it's all good. But um, 
Praise God. Folks, welcome aboard. I'm excited to be here with Pastor John Gogan, coming to you from East Aurora, New York. Uh, I hear it's getting pretty crazy north of the border with that dictator named Trudeau. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping and praying that he has enough um, with the revolt against this Nazi that they uh, were honoring a, a week or so ago. I guess the foreign minister already resigned, and I'm I'm praying that uh, it gets so hot under the collar for him. Uh, and I would encourage others to pray that this would be the opportune time to remove the dictatorship. Absolutely. He's the worst thing could happen to Canada. Uh, India's not happy with him. His wife left him. And um, if Trudeau or one of his people are tuning in, there's always hope for Trudeau. He can repent, and then he could get a job at Starbucks. I hear they're hiring baristas over there or something. He can make coffee. <laughs> or work at Walmart as a greeter. They'll hire him. So he can get a job, uh, but he needs to get the heck out of uh, Canada. He's almost destroyed it, and he's going after free speech and getting ever, giving everybody hell. So he, his demons need to, to get out of office at any rate. Uh, well, he's a lackey. He's a lackey of uh, Klaus Schwab, right? Who has no No, he's a self-appointed, you know, power-hungry Nazi himself, and. Uh, these people flock over there because they think, well, it's nouveau, it's avant-garde, and we want to get on board. And you know, the train's heading heading for uh, heading to Gehenna. Come on! Absolutely. In fact, Klaus Schwab's father, if I recall, uh, had factory workers who were slave labor. He put Jews to work uh, that had been. Uh, captured during the Holocaust, and many of them just killed in the concentration camps. You know, that guy's got Nazi links. So um, I really believe we've seen the rise of the Fourth Reich. i tell you the truth. They've taken over the EU. And uh, Brother, a lot of, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, whether it's Nazism, National German, National Socialists, uh, you know, borderline communists anyway, uh, or... Uh, whatever philosophy, whatever system, uh, false teaching, what I call a false teaching system, the demons never die. They just go into other people and foster the same lies and uh, witchcraft that these other political systems have fostered. Um, so, yeah, we need to... Pre- and b- by the way, have you heard the conservative counterpart to you know, Castro Jr.? Pierre Polivar, I can't remember his name. Uh, it's he's, but he is. Try to listen to him, brother. He is. He he's. He wants to turn Canada into a, uh, you know, a mega. Really? Uh, a, 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 yeah. He's 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 a conservative Trump. Listen to him. Wow. Uh, he's yeah. Pierre Polivar, well spoken or articulate. Uh, clear thinker, and, and he's he's gaining more and more momentum. I think he's the head of the conservative wing of the parliament there in Ottawa. But listen to him. Listen. All I can t- ask the listeners to do is to listen to him. Invite you to listen. This guy has a lot going for him, and I am praying, and uh, I'm confident that he's going to be the next, you know, prime prime minister of Canada. And, and the problem is the Canadian people gave up their guns back in the 80s. They believe yes. the government. You never believe the government. If their lips are moving, they're lying. 
Absolutely. And once they disarm you, they're never going to give you your guns back. They did that to Australia. Yeah. Did that to the U.K. And, uh, you know, the thugs never give up their guns. They're the only ones left that are armed, and the poor citizens out there have nothing but a butter knife to protect themselves. It reminds me of... Yeah, uh, in fact... Go ahead. Sorry, it, it, forgive me. Forgive me for interrupting, but actually, they're not the only ones with the guns. All the all the uh, the criminals have the guns too. That's who I'm talking about. All the thugs, and of course, uh, <laughs> the government thugs included. They they have the weapons. Gangs never give up their weapons, nor do the mafia. Yes. I mean, yep. I I remember reports of um, a farmer in England. He was broken into six times by thieves, and uh, he had nothing to protect himself with. I think, but a baseball bat. Uh, I used to work for some Vietnam veterans, and one of them said, you know, I had VC on my left and VC on my right. All I had was a butter knife. I think I understand that now. Uh, That's what these governments do. They want to disarm you. And then they've got total dictatorial power, and you and I have no way to fight back except in the spirit. But I think that would be a good place to start today. Before you bring the message, could you lift up Brother Pierre in prayer, and we'll come in agreement. That would be great for Canada to have a good man in office. I would be, I would love to. Um, I think it's Paul Vier, but it's it's kind of a, a hard spell uh, on his. You know, definitely French, Francais. But uh, I'll tell you, you listen to him. You said it's like listening to uh, uh, you know Donald J. Trump. Uh, th- you can tell the guy's got a lot going for him. I mean, he's got a lot on the ball. So let's do that. In fact, let's uh, let's open in prayer, brother. If you're yes, ready, sir. take it away. The mic is yours. Sounds good. Thank you. Father, We uh, let's pool our faith, everybody listening, uh, and let's go to God in prayer. Father, we are reminded of Hebrews that we are to approach your throne of grace respectfully, but boldly. And we thank you that we can pray about everything. In fact, the Holy Spirit, through Paul, later writes in, uh, excuse me, uh, writes uh, around the same time in, in the New Testament that be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. And we thank you that we can pray about everything. When the doorbell rings, we don't know who it is. Pray. When the phone rings and we haven't been able to identify because it's, you know, some someone different pray before we go to the mailbox we never know what kind of news is there for us pray we need to pray about everything as scripture says and we do we lift up the wonderful friends of canada and their government and we pray, Lord God, that you would displace Mr. Trudeau, who has done so much to destroy that country. And we pray that you would replace him with Pierre, the head of the conservative party there in Ottawa, in leadership. And Lord God, we pray the Holy Spirit would would uh, continue even greater in power a holy revolt 
against the government because it's coming, the, the liberal government, because it's coming against the word of God. It's coming against Judeo-Christian values and the freedoms that the Canadian Charter contains for its people. A lot of people have suffered from the COVID hoax. And Lord God, uh, a lot of people are suffering and dying unnecessarily, including many doctors who believed their leadership to inject themselves or to have someone else inject them with the quote vaccine end quote and lord god politically what happened to the truckers and their funds were taken away and they had the perfect right to do what they did and lord god they were even feeding people on the streets as they were out there on the streets protesting lord righteousness exalts a nation but Sin and evil and wickedness is a reproach to any people. And we pray the same thing here in the United States, the same thing in Indonesia. In every country of the world, we pray that you would replace bad leadership with good leadership. People who have Judeo-Christian values and a conscience. Lord God, Thank you for being able to lift them up. We lift up the program uh, to you, at least my part of the program and others coming this day. Keep Brother Shannon awake. Thank you for the sacrifices of his family. And we pray that as the word goes forth in boldness and power, that hearts would be touched, that lives would be changed, and that the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, your son, your only begotten son, would receive the glory, honor, and praise that he deserves. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for praying for us and we this day. And Lord God, we pray that you would continue to lift us up. We never know what's around the corner from the enemy. You do, because you and the Father and the Holy Spirit are omniscient. You know even what they're thinking right now. It's time for... Uh, truckloads of ambushes on them. We loose angels in more than sufficient numbers to ambush these demonic packs, hordes, wherever they are. And we pray, whether it's the second heavens, first heavens, on the earth, under the earth, and within, or and or within people, we pray for those ambushes to take effect and to decimate the enemy, especially as we come up to this very unholy day, unholy celebration of Halloween. And we pray that, uh, Lord God, the Holy Spirit would work within believers, within Christians' minds and hearts to have nothing to do with this extremely unholy time when more infants, more innocent babies are killed around the world for Satan's kingdom, Satan's glory, than at any other time of their evil calendar, Sawin, looks like Sam Hain. And Lord God, we thank you. We lift up every genuine believer, at least believer, true Christian. 
we pray for those who aren't, especially family members, friends, neighbors, that they would become true, genuine Christians, that you would open our mouths to share with them the priceless, full gospel of Jesus Christ, at least one-third of it, the salvation, so they could get saved. We cover all the equipment with the blood of Jesus, and we pray that we pray for blessings on this day, and we thank you in advance in Yeshua's mighty name, Father, your Son, our Redeemer, Savior, Deliverer, Healer, soon-coming King, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. I wanted to mention, uh, there, at least in terms of Eastern time, <clears throat> at 2, uh, I want to say 2.20, uh, both FEMA and the FCC are having an emergency signal being sent out. And uh, I've been coming across credible sources that say, turn your phones completely off, turn modems, uh, anything uh, that's involved in Wi-Fi and that uh, has contact with these 5G, very dangerous 5G towers, turn them off for an hour. And if we, by the time thereafter, if um, nothing has happened, um, and some some glitch, you know, uh, occurred, the, it's supposedly rescheduled until next Wednesday at the same time. So I'm turning my stuff off between two and two p.m. and three p.m. And I would, and I mean off, not on uh, airport standby, not on anything uh, that. Just off, completely off. The new phones, unfortunately, you can't take the batteries out. But if you have a battery that is uh, can be taken out, I would take out the battery as well. And um, uh, I don't know everything, but when you hear FEMA, FEMA, uh, it's no good. It's been corrupted uh, since Mr. Obongo. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Obama, and um, just. I'm telling you, he's, he corrupted all the uh, leadership of these uh, uh, lettered organizations, lettered agencies, uh, did a lot of damage, and he's still doing damage. He's, he's one of the major uh, puppet masters running, uh, you know, brain-dead Biden. Uh, so, in any event, you know, pray for their salvations, but beyond that, uh, pray as we started out with removal of wicked people from office so um uh just wanted to let you know that before i forget i want to continue in the word of god with where we uh were last wednesday it's very rare that i'm on back on omega man radio uh which is a privilege and an honor for me uh within a week usually i'm every other week uh however the way the calendar worked out and uh, everything uh, in my schedule, I had to do it uh, this early in October. And uh, then two weeks from now, I'll be back, Lord willing, Lord enabling again, and uh, look forward to being with you at that time. We talked about, we've been talking about lessons from serpents in the Bible. Lessons 
that we each can glean from where God's word mentions serpents, snakes, and, um, you know, whenever whenever the, the subject of serpent comes up, our minds normally revert, of course, to Satan, Lucifer, the light bearer, it's false light, of course, um, whereby he tempted first Eve and then Adam, Adam, by the way, they both in Genesis says both of them were called Adam. Uh, the two shall become one flesh. God calls them the same name. And then, of course, um, later, uh, she's the mother of, of all living, so she's Eve. In Hebrew, the man is Ish. Uh, in the female, and the female is Isha. However, um, Eve was tempted first and gave in, ate of the fruit, and it kind of speaks to how we are impacted and influenced by one another. Because she obviously talks with her husband, Adam, and as she tells him what the experience is like, and how great the fruit is. And by the way, it just says fruit. It doesn't say apple. I was reading not long ago that Steve Jobs and his uh, compatriot there uh, named their corporation Apple because of Apple's significance and causing the fall, so to speak, in the beginning, in the book of Genesis. And uh, don't know all the motif, how it impacts the Apple Corporation, but, you know, maybe just glorifying the Apple that uh, brought death into, into the world, man and animal, human and animal, uh, kind of, uh, uh, you know, take that God out. I don't know. I think he died from cancer. Job's did. And uh, uh, he was a Buddhist, I believe. So sadly, uh, probably he's in Hades, the holding tank for hell. And we do know that it says fruit. Uh, we don't know if it was an apple, uh, if it was uh, what kind of fruit, a pear. We don't know. <laughs> Uh, precisely what it is, but it was a piece of fruit, and God had said, had ordered both of them to not partake of that tree. And here, if you, as we think back, he, they had access to every other tree. Talk about a demon of never satisfied. We've run into them before. Never satisfied. It sounds like a somewhat innocent though no demons are innocent, fallen angel, uh, you know, not really how much damage can they do. And they can do a lot of damage. He can do a lot of damage. Never satisfied. So Eve partakes, she tastes, and I think she was surprised that nothing happened. She didn't fall over. She, she didn't die. 
And I wonder what she was thinking at the moment. Well, she tempted him, Adam, her husband. He ate it. And by the way, when God curses both of them and the serpent, notice back in Genesis that God specifically tells her and tells him that because you listened to your wife, in essence, putting her word above my word, and it gained the influence of food, number one, and then the influence of, you know, someone who's a friend. I mean, come on, she was the only other human on the planet at that moment. He didn't want to be lonely or turn her off, right? He didn't want to be rejected. And we ran into that demon, fear of rejection, fear of disapproval. Go after these spirits. But for whatever reasons, in his mind, and remember, this is, they, they had a perfect environment. So we know that sin can happen even when everything around is perfect. It did to our first parents. But God says, you don't put anyone else's word by my word. When his word contradicts, what someone else is telling you, you always default to God's word. That, my friend, that is the safest position to be in. We looked at Numbers 21, verses 6, 7, 8, and 9. In fact, we looked at a few more verses beyond that in the immediate context. And this is where... Yahweh, God, the Lord, I should say, Elohim is God, um, where judgment, or I should say divine discipline, has fallen on the children of Israel. And that form of divine discipline, I couldn't think of anything worse than venomous snakes biting you and you dying and watching others die around you. And by the way, going back to Eve not dying, no, they didn't die physically. It took hundreds of years for that, but they did die spiritually in the sense that the human spirits dropped dead. And that's why every human being since Adam and Eve, that human spirit that puts us above all the animals. No animal has a human spirit. No animal has a spirit. They have limited souls. They have pre-programmed in their DNA. But they do not have, and they are not conscious of God, their creator. The triune God of Israel that the Bible says is the true and the living God. So, the snake is used in judgment, in divine discipline. And as people are dying like flies, quickly, Moses intercedes for the people before God. And God says, make a snake of brass, put it on a pole, Put it up in the air, and anyone 
who believes that that just the look basically believes God's word to and command to obey. Look at that snake as it's lifted up. Will not die from the poison. And of course, we are protected by God supernaturally, by the Lord supernaturally. In Mark 16, these signs will follow anyone who believes. The first sign, in my name they'll cast out demons. It comes before healing. That's how important it is. So don't get it out of order. And don't make healing more than deliverance or greater because Jesus' words are clear. So I would trust the words of Jesus. And this is where the charismatics go wrong. The Assemblies of God, if you're going to that kind of church, praise God they uh, teach born-again Christianity. Praise God they're accurate in their other doctrines, but they are woefully inadequate and they are sinning when they say that Christians cannot have demons inside them. I think they use the words in their doctrinal statements, Christians cannot be demon-possessed. So, uh, you're going you're gonna to have a tough time believing the full gospel if you go to a church like that, because what authority you put yourself under, you get their demons. And especially with unbelief. Baptist unbelief is the same, where they only believe for salvation. I came out of that. I was saved at, at 14 and a half at a Baptist church in New England. Thank God for salvation, but there's so much more than that. Let's turn to John 3, where Jesus references what... We just read in Numbers. So John chapter 3, and let's pick it up in verse 14. John chapter 3 and verse 14. As Moses lifted up, this is the word of God, as Moses lifted up the serpent, the snake, in the wilderness, and that's exactly what God probably God the Father, by the way, told him to do, instructed him to do if he wanted to save the the lives of the children of Israel. And look at the analogy, and this is why God did it. Hundreds of years before, because it is a perfect type or analogy of what Israel had to do to be physically saved. This has nothing to do with Israel being spiritually saved. Everything to do with Israel being physically saved and not die from the snake bite. Now Jesus makes it a spiritual issue. Because he finishes the verse, verse 14, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. On the cross, on the tree, as that brass 
made, constructed serpent was lifted up, and anyone who looked to it, their lives were saved. So too, spiritually, the Lord Jesus Christ was lifted up, already nail-spiked to the cross. And anyone who looks at him, or who looked at him back then, and believed, they they would be saved spiritually. And thank God, now we look, of course, in the past, 2,000, approximately 2,000 years ago, we look in the past, those literally standing at the foot of the cross were looking at that moment as Yeshua was bringing into effect the new covenant. Remember, he talked about that, that his blood being shed. And that would usher in a better, book of Hebrews, a better, a superior covenant. Under the old covenant, for example, Hebrews talks about animal blood being shed. And, you know, Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, just occurred, I believe, about a week or so ago. Meaningless. I mean, something in terms of pointing to Jesus as a historical fact, historical truth, and pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ's ultimate sacrifice, yeah, priceless. But in terms of anything and uh, saving the nation for another year, like under the Old Covenant, with millions over the years of animals' blood having to be shed to cover, kafar, cover, kippur, cover over human sin. Here, how many times did Jesus die on the cross? Once. Once. And people, this is why in the Roman Catholic cult, in the Roman Catholic false teaching system, when they're doing their mass and their witchcraft, with the priest supposedly transubstantiating that wafer and the wine into the blood of Christ, people, that's blasphemy. Masses are held around the world doing this according to their teachings. It's blasphemy. Hebrews says when Jesus died on the cross, he died once for all, potentially. So that anyone who chooses and believes and applies it, makes it personal, they are immediately born again spiritually. And they're protected by everything that that blood accomplished for them, including healing. And I am a strong believer 
that healing is in the atonement. First Peter 2.24, by Yeshua's stripes, we were healed. It changes the, the tense, because when Isaiah wrote about it, we are healed. Now it's we were healed. So therefore, the healing's already there for us. And we're talking healing of the soul, healing of the body. All provided for by the Lord Jesus Christ's death on Calvary. Verse 14, we read. Even so, the Son of Man must be lifted up. Verse 15, so that whoever, any human being, finds out about the truth, believes it, confident trusts it, so that whoever believes will in him, in Christ, have, present tense, eternal life. And later in John 17, in fact, let's turn over to John 17. I'll tell you, these are priceless verses. John 17, by the way, is the Lord's Prayer. Say, well, Pastor John, I beg to differ with you. The Lord's Prayer is our Father who art in heaven. Ah, no, that's the model prayer for the believer. The Lord's Prayer, where the Lord prays to the Lord, the Lord Jesus prays to the Lord the Father, Yahweh the Father, is in John 17. And speaking of lifting up, look at verse uh, verse 1. We're going to emphasize verse 3. And this is the word of God. Yeshua spoke. Jesus spoke these things. And lifting up his eyes to heaven. That's why it's okay to open your eyes sometimes. Just look up. Especially when you're in praise with your eyes closed or open. doesn't matter. It matters more what's going on in your heart and mind. Jesus spoke these things and lifting up his eyes to heaven. He prays. Look at it. He said, Father, the hour has come. In other words, that period of time has come. When I'm going to be the... Be, be the, sac- the sacrifice that takes away the sins of the world. The hour has come. And he says, Father, glorify your Son, that the Son, himself, of course, may glorify you. And verse 2, this is the word of God. Even as you, Father, gave your Son, gave him authority over all human beings, all flesh, that to all whom you have given him, that's us, all truly saved, he may give them eternal life. And people, you can't lose it. He's given it to us, and it's a free gift, as, as Ephesians 2 says. You can't, you know, it's a gift. You didn't earn it. You didn't pay for it. It's a gift. And look what he says in verse 3. He defines eternal life. How? And this is eternal life. 
that they may be infant baptized at on the eighth day, that they may go, go through confirmation at 12 or 13, that they may begin to go to Roman Catholic Mass or to the temple or to the Jehovah's False Witness Hall, Kingdom Hall. What? No, it doesn't say that, does it? This is eternal life. Father, this is eternal life. My son teaches math, my older son. Put it in the form of an equation. Eternal life equals what? These are the words of Jesus. I believe the words of Jesus Christ above anybody else's other than the Father, of course. And this, Father, is eternal life. That they, that's us, other human beings, may gnosko, may know you in a personal relationship and fellowship. That they may personally know you, Father, the only true God and Jesus Christ, me, whom you have sent. What's, what's the point here? The point is simple. That eternal life equals a personal, dynamic, alive relationship and fellowship with God the Father through God the Son. Remember Jesus said, you get to the Father through me? Yeah, you got to do a biblical, must have a biblical theology. It's all based on the whole word of God. That they may know thee, the only true God, and me, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is not founded in good works. As Paul says, or the Holy Spirit, actually, actually through Paul, the law is just to get you to the point where you realize you can't keep it. And you humble yourself and, and do what? You cry out for mercy. And you acknowledge that you deserve God's judgment, that you deserve the penalty for sin. Suffering in eternal torment. First Hades, the holding tank for hell. And then Gehenna, the lake of fire. Hell itself. Personal, as I said, dynamic, alive relationship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, and through His Son, Jesus Christ. Not good works, not go to church, not trying to be a good boy, good girl. No, 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 no. The law says you've broken every one of the commandments. And the sick, over 600 statutes and ordinances, by the way, from the Old Testament. But first you acknowledge, I am a sinner. I deserve God's judgment. But I want God's free gift of eternal life. And I want the Lord Jesus Christ who knocks Revelation 3 at my the door of my heart. And I want God the Father. I want a personal relationship with both of you. 
and I receive eternal life as a free gift. You're born again at that point. And you're only, what is the, how does the saying go? Only nothing to the cross I bring, only to the cross I cling. That's it. And I'm not talking about a crucifix where Jesus is, you know, still 2,000 years later hanging. No, no, no. Jesus is, you know, went right to the right hand of the Father. And he's very active. In fact, probably next to salvation, his most active, important ministry is praying for us, interceding for us. That's what God's word teaches. Read Hebrews. Very clear. First John, very clear. John says in First John two one, I would little little uh, children, I would that you would not sin. I don't want you to sin. But when you do sin, when you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And never, ever, ever forget that. We have a defense attorney because he's praying for us. He's defending us. When, as Revelation talks about, references Satan as the accuser of the brethren. The accuser of the brethren accuses us. That's what the word devil means. Diablo in the Greek. He's always slandering us. Has nothing good to say about us. So as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. And he will draw all people to him at least those who are being worked on pre-salvifically by the Holy Spirit, responding to the Holy Spirit's conviction and prodding, moving in, in their hearts and minds. And they say, yes, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. No strings attached. I, I just had, a, had the privilege of leading a, a young man to Christ who's in high school, Living in Jersey City, his mother realized he was having issues in his life with transgender problems and other problems, wondering whether his friends were right. And I told him, basically, cut most of your friends. And I'm not saying don't talk to them ever, but don't get your counsel from them. Your counsel should be coming from other genuine Believers who are living surrendered lives to Christ. Hopefully those who are getting free from at least some of the demons in them. In fact, we ran into a demon called Wicked Counsel. We'll be glad to counsel. He'll always give you wicked counsel. It'll be camouflaged in goodness.
Your primary counsel should be the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. So I had the privilege of leading him over the phone. He had a good question that I segued right into his need for salvation. He said, yeah, I'd like to do it. And I helped straighten his thinking out in terms of the whole transgender issues. People, it's just the demons, the devil, ultimately trying to screw people's minds up in terms of their identity. And if you have the genitalia of a male, guess what? You're a male. If you have the genitalia of a female, guess what? You're a female. Jesus in Matthew says, God made them male and female, meaning Adam and Eve. He didn't say any other genders. He didn't say, uh, yeah, just in case they may be in the middle of, they may be a she-male. No, 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 no. That's just the devil getting in. And my heart goes out to you if you're tempted in these areas or if you're, 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 you're buying into these lies. My heart goes out to you. And especially with the perversions. More than likely, it's the demons in you that are trying to mess up your life because someone in your, in your bloodlines fooled around with this garbage. Those demons came in, turned them into homosexual, lesbian, who knows, or hiding these practices if they didn't turn them into outright flaming ones. It's just the enemy trying to confuse. And Paul says in Corinthians, our God, the true and living God, is not, is not the author of confusion. And you know, they don't talk about the people 10 years earlier, 10 years later, 10 years later now, who are trying to reverse things and they find they can't reverse them. And it's part of the socialist communist agenda, by the way, to mess up people's thinking in terms of and question gender, identity, and reverse the truth that God created us with a purpose. You know, I've always said that men are infinitely superior to women at being men. And women are infinitely superior to men at being women. God has given us these roles in terms of function. Our essence is we're human beings. We're just the same. But the functions are different. And if God, if the if the devil can uh, cause confusion and begin to mess around with how God created us and gets you to question it, you're going to end up traveling down the wrong street and you're going to hit a dead end. Don't do it. I'm warning you, don't do it. It's not worth it. Stay true to the Word of God. Stay true to your God-created agenda and gender. God's got a purpose. He's got a plan for your life. 
Seek it with everything you've got. Ask him daily, Holy Spirit of God, what should I be about? And like Yeshua, like Jesus, he knew he was sent here. 33 and a half years, like a good rabbi, Jewish rabbi, starting at 30. So for three and a half years, he knew that the Father had sent him. And he knew that ultimately, he was to be the Lamb of God, as John the Baptizer said, who takes away the sins of the world. Well, I pray that there was something that was said in this broadcast that um, got you to thinking. God gave you brains. He gave you a mind to reason through things, to think, to ponder, to wonder. Have you noticed not many people wonder today? Be a person of wonder. Just sit there and meditate. Have the Bible open. Have your favorite non-alcoholic beverage. Sadly, i got to even say that. And just pray in your heart and mind to God. God, I want some, show me some new things in the word about you. He will. Show me some new things in the word about your son, the Lord Jesus. He will. Holy Spirit, grant me knowledge, revelation, and understanding. He will. And if you want the truth in this lighthouse here in western, well, the Niagara frontier of western New York, to continue... Check out our website, the church website, agapebible.net, agape Bible, just like it sounds, A-G-A-P-E, Bible.net. And on the left-hand column, you can see contributions and contribute by way of a credit card at that website. I think it uses PayPal. If you want to send a check-in, you're welcome to do that. Just make it out to ABC, Agape Bible Church, ABF, Agape Bible Fellowship, either one. Whatever's easier for you. Put it in the mail. 598 Buffalo, just like the animal, Buffalo Road. And that's east, opposite west, Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A. So east Aurora, NY, New York, 14052. And we praise God for you. Please also contribute generously to Brother Shannon. And Omega Man Radio, you never want to hit your computer and it says, um, no longer functioning, no longer here. <laughs> you can't pull anything up at the Omega Man website. Search the scriptures. Even the, be a Berean Christian, as Paul says, for they search, the Bereans search the scriptures better the, than the Thessalonian Christians because they search the scriptures to see whether what Paul was teaching was accurate. And back then, all they had was the Old Testament. We're, we are so blessed. We've got the entire word of God, 66 books of the Bible to unfold and to glean from. People, you'll never exhaust it. It's like trying to get all the water out of a spring. You'll never exhaust it. 
you know, a well that's made of, a, of, a, of an underground spring coming from an aquifer? No, you'll never exhaust it. So too with the Word of God. So support Omega Man. We finished last month, by the way, in September, our final workshop for the year. And uh, spring, summer, fall is when we have our workshops. We had um, excellent workshops this year. If you missed it, you missed out on a real blessing. Our next one will be coming up in the spring, Lord willing, Lord enabling. We usually try and sneak it in to the end of the month of March at the very end. Sometimes we have to eat into April a little bit. All depends on how uh, the calendar for 24 turns out. But please, the most important thing you can do is lift us up in prayer. We've been uh, 34 years here in Agape Bible Church, so we're getting toward halfway of our fourth decade. We've got longevity. And as I tell people, Brother Shannon, uh, I don't know everything, but what I do know, I'm glad to share. Amen. Join us on Sundays. I'm sorry. Join us on Sundays on Facebook. We'll be back on. It's a good four-hour service. We even have deliverance and healing prayer at the end. A lot of people being blessed, being enriched, being uh, freed. And uh, please feel free to join us uh, just on Facebook, uh, Agape Bible Church, East Aurora, New York, or my name, Pastor John Gogan, G-O-G-U-E-N. And isn't Nancy, the U is silent, Gogan. And uh, Brother Shannon, once again, it's a joy and privilege to be back on. Amen. Likewise, my friend. And Brother John, what would you like to title this for the archive today? Same as last week, uh, Lessons from Serpents in the Bible. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, fantastic. Brother John, God richly bless you. Thank you for coming on today, and we'll see you again soon. God bless. Thank you so much. Love you in the Lord. Bye-bye. You too. Folks, that was John Gogan. We had Michael Cummins, and we did some Speak My Word today. Okay, that's going to be it for uh, this morning's broadcast. Again, go to uh, Podbean Archives. You'll find them at OmegaManRadio.com. We've got 13 of the Henry Groover Prayer Walker series uploaded, and I have 14 of the Lost Tapes. Uh, never before released from Henry Groover. Just found him today. And praise God. Uh, I'm so glad 10 years ago I sent a micro cassette recorder with Henry Groover on the road. It paid off. We got 14 audios to release to you. Uh, that's a probably close to 20 hours of content. Uh, I will get those uploaded, and you're going to get them here and exclusive here on Omega Man Radio. Go to. Um, OmegaManRadio.com, check out the Podbean archives. We've got tens of thousands of audios to release for you. What a rich archive. And if you enjoy these, please share them with a friend. They're free. And please consider uh, supporting our broadcast at OmegaManRadio.com. Every bit helps, let me tell you that. So praise the Lord. We live by faith, and I want to thank you that have helped us get this far. God richly bless you all. We'll see you next time here on Omega Man Radio. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you.